What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from the Unusual Buddha podcast and theunusualbuddha.com. Here to talk to you for a second about Anchor. Uh, it's the service I use to make this very podcast. Uh, first and foremost, it's free. Secondly, they give you tools you can actually record and edit your podcast either from your phone or from a computer. Uh, Anchor also helps with distribution of your podcast. Uh, they can get you on Apple and Spotify, all those. Uh, you can start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need all in one place. So check them out. It's anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to see what you create. Hi, my name is Jesse, and I am the founder and head mentor at Humans Are Divine. Before I talk about myself, I do want to talk about you. Did you know that you are a Buddha? Yes, you. And when I say Buddha, what does that mean? Does that mean some like God or supernatural or spiritual or weird thing? Not at all. To be a Buddha and to partake of your Buddha nature and to walk in, it simply means that you live free. Meaning nothing, no person, no situation, no experience can press your buttons, flip your triggers, pull your switches, Nothing like that. Nothing can bring you down. You can win a million dollars and that's great. I know what I would do with the money, but it's not going to make you happier. You can go through, you can lose your job and lose your house. And of course, that's inconvenient and you got to go get another job and house, but it won't bring you down. It won't break your spirits. To be a Buddha means to live in this life and to live totally free, not out of touch, not out of touch. You still go through things and get in, you know, things are like you, you have choices and preferences and there's things that you enjoy and, and wouldn't prefer. But at the end of the day, you're always stable in yourself. You're always good. And you have a firm understanding that life is ebb and flow. Things come and go. And you find your joy and your contentment in yourself, but also in the true nature of life. What, what this life really is about. You have an intuitive grasp on what this life thing is about. And you know it's all going to be okay. And so you live fearless and, and you live in contentment. You're always cool, calm, and collected. You're not less human or superhuman or beyond human. You're actually really human. You're 100% human. It's not this weird, extraordinary thing. It's actually very ordinary, but in a good way. It's just regular humanity minus all of the bad stuff. Because what's the bad stuff? Well, when you don't know that you're a Buddha... And maybe you like it here and you agree with it here, but I'm talking about you know that you know that you know. And, and you live from that perspective. You live from that place with that programming. I'll say for lack of a better term, you just get it. And when you, when you operate as a Buddha, you're free of all of these human dysfunctional symptoms because when you're not walking in that, what happens? It's like you're sick. And so the, 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 the symptoms are things like anxiety and loneliness and fear and, you know, amongst other things. And because people don't feel safe and good on the inside and, and loved on the inside, and, and what do they do? They, they try and fill that void 
with you know with money that I'm going to be the richest person. I'm going to make sure I, I get my my house in ten Corvettes, or or maybe they go after praise and acceptance, and they and they whatever social group they're in, they want to make sure that they're accepted and they're and they're, they're doing the right thing to fit in, or or maybe it's 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 love and you're looking for your soulmate, or or maybe it's pleasure. Maybe listen, it's okay to have a good time, but I mean some, some people take it too far and they're always they're always you know getting drunk and and and, and doing crazy stuff. To, to distract themselves from their own loneliness and their own fear and their own, you know, they don't like their lives. And so they have to just keep, keep entertaining themselves. There, there's so many, there's so many things, distractions, entertainments. And again, these things are, some of these things are okay in balance, but, but when we don't, when we don't partake of our own Buddha nature, it just, it just, these are the symptoms and, and we act self-centered. We, we withdraw from relationship. We don't, we don't know that this is why there are divorces. This is why there's, there's family dysfunction. This is why there's, there's racism, that there's, there's wars. It's because people don't know how to get along. And, 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 and so, you know, again, bring it, bring it down to your level though. You know, this is why I've been through plenty of, of, of bad relationships on every level. There's work and there's family and there's, uh, romantic interests and friendships and and all all of that happened because all of the parties involved didn't know who they were and weren't partaking of their buddha nature and and and, and so because we don't know who we are and we're not stable in ourselves we we got to find it somewhere else so we're always attaching to things and we're always running away from things and that's what runs our lives unfortunately and so maybe you're at maybe your uh, your question is well if if i'm a buddha like you say i am jesse well then, what's what what gives? Because I, you're you're right. I do have some of these issues that you talked about. I have some issues that you haven't talked about. I have things going on. What you know? If we're all Buddhas, you know, what's 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 the problem? You know, the problem is that recognizing your Buddha nature is something that happens naturally because it's who you are naturally. But for whatever reason, and I don't know when it started in, in our life, but you know, we have attached ourselves to all of the things that go on here and the things that go on here. I'm talking about thoughts. I'm talking about daydreams and imaginations, desires. It's not bad to like stuff, but like we get so into liking something in, in an unhealthy way. I'm talking about your opinions, the way that you see the world, your beliefs, anything and everything that goes on here and that goes on here. And listen, those things are not bad, by the way. But what happens, what happens is instead of letting those things come and go and arise and descend, we grab onto those things and we're, we're distracted by our interactivity. We are absorbed in our interactivity. Haven't you ever gone down the thought trail and you've been stuck in your head? You went down the rabbit hole. We get clouded and foggy because of our interactivity. And, and so because we're so filled with all of this interactivity and these cycles and we're, we're, we're grasping onto these things, there's no space for us to realize our Buddha nature. That's what's in the way. It's not that you need to become Buddha or work at it. We have to let go of what we hold on to, both consciously and subconsciously and unconsciously. Because when we practice this and let these things go, we start to naturally really realize in our in ourselves and also through conversation or through a teacher, we start to realize things about us and just live them. You are already naturally friendly and kind and compassionate and content and good. That's not the issue. You don't need to go and create that in yourself. You don't need a teacher to go and make that happen for you. You have it, but there's a bunch of stuff 
on top of it. And the gold is buried under a lot of, a lot of, a lot of dirt. That's the issue. And that's why we don't experience it. You know, in my life, when I didn't know who I was, and if you don't like the word Buddha, that's okay. You can replace it with something else. Christ in you, or the Tao in you, or just you're just a, you're just good. You're a good human, right? Yeah. But you know, when I didn't know who who I was, you know, my symptom, my symptoms was, you know, one thing was religion. I grew up in religion, and then in my teen years, I forgot about it, and then I got into it again in my early adult years, and and I I, I, I did it pretty well, by the way, and I was actually a, a Christian minister in a former life, and I really tried to do the religion thing well and follow the book, and what what's it supposed to look like to be a good Christian, and what do you got to do, and, and and I really went after that, and and what was driving me when I look back, it, it wasn't something good, maybe a little bit, but really it, it was my own fear. It was, I was, I wasn't stable in myself. And so I had to go and try and make things happen. Another symptom of mine was that I'm a former love addict, love and sex addict. And I, I wanted my soulmate. And I, when I thought I found my soulmate, uh, which happened many times, which is kind of strange, but you know, I, I really attached myself to that person. And, and, and I, in my head, talk about thoughts and all that stuff. It just was nonstop about that person. So because I was so attached to this person, Let's say they were busy, like genuinely busy and couldn't talk to me all day. I, these thoughts in my head that I would attach to, because I wasn't safe in my Buddha nature, would make me assume the worst things. And I really believed these things and it would drive me crazy. And so it just, it wasn't good for relationships. Those are just some of the things, some of my personal, uh, my personal past that, that Buddhism has really helped me with. You know, not, not, not to mention jealousy, anger, self-centeredness. Uh, a critical um, uh, attitude, just so many things that, that were just on me because I didn't know who I was and I wasn't walking in that. And so, you know, now being free from all of those things and so many things, you know, we all have talents and skills that we're born with and that we work on and that we have potential for. And, and that's, that's how we can, you know, enjoy our vocation and enjoy what we do. So for me, what I enjoy doing, I, I love working with people. I love uh, mentoring people, being with people, teaching people. I love it when somebody has that moment of like, oh, I get it. And so it just makes it just made sense for me to step out and to be a meditation teacher and mentor uh, because I know that if people can catch this message and live in it, their lives will, will be forever changed. They, they really, really will. And, and their relationships will flourish because it all starts with one person. It all starts with me. What am I going to do? I can blame everybody. And there's that. There's probably truth in that. And there's enough blame to go around. But that's not going to solve anything. What am I going to do? And and so that's why I enjoy doing what I do. Is I enjoy uh, working with people. Because look, there, there's enough books out there, which I'm thankful for. There's enough traveling speakers out there, which I'm thankful for. I, I, I listen to a lot of these people. But the message is out there. And we need people to help people one-on-one -on -one digest the message and live the message. And, and so that's how I see that real change can happen. We need those other things, but we also need this. And so that's why I do what I do. And another thing that I'm passionate about is that people don't want to get into meditation or Buddhism or whatever you want to call it because they think of two extremes. The one extreme is the conservative religious stuff with the rules and, and all of those kind of things. Nothing wrong with those people, but not everyone likes that. I don't like that. I'm not into that. And then the other extreme is like 
the out of touch, like, you know, uh, head in the clouds, people who are like astral projecting all day and doing all this. I don't know what they're doing. Right. And, and again, nothing against those people. If you're watching nothing against you, but a lot of people don't want that, 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 that turns them off. They're not into that. And so what I'm talking about has nothing to do with either of the two extremes I'm talking about. And what I live and what I teach and what I mentor people with is about why, what gets in the way of me living a normal yet healthy, flourishing human life. So I avoid those extremes because being spiritual is just about being normal. Meditation is about being a great human, a full human, not a non-human or a super human. Not at all. So personally, I have, you know, practiced, researched, and, and had experiences of, of the Zen tradition in, in Buddhism, of Tibetan Buddhism, and also of, of Christian Christian mysticism. There are actually, there's actually a whole history of Christians, uh, Catholic and Orthodox Christians primarily, who took meditation. They called it silent prayer, but they took it very seriously. And so I've also, again, uh, you know, practiced and researched and had experiences from what's called apophatic mysticism and Christian mysticism. So, you know, for Zen, I love people like Linji. I love people like Bodhidharma. I love people like uh, Huangbo uh, for 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 Tibetan Buddhism, I love, uh, you know, Tuku Urjin Rinpoche and his two sons, Sokni and, and Yangi. I love uh, Dilgo Kinsey and, and, and apophatic Christian mysticism. I love John of the Cross, Gregory of Nyssa, the anonymous author of The Cloud of Unknowing, Meister Eckhart. And, you know, if none of these names or terms you don't care about them, that's okay. You don't need to know those things. If you want to, that's cool. But my whole thing is... If you don't want to read the books, that's fine. Let me help you easily understand what these people talk, talked about and easily practice, practice what they have taught to practice. That's my whole thing is how can, listen, you're busy. You know, we, we've got jobs and families and responsibilities. I am here to help, again, help you easily understand it and easily practice it because we don't have to live our life lacking. In, in the areas that I'm talking about, we can be fulfilled on the inside. And when we don't have our own fulfillment, it's going to manifest in these other things that I've talked about. And so I, you know, what I would say to you is, and I have to be careful how I say this, because when I grew up in religion, it was always like this, like, God's going to get you, like, do the right thing, or God's going to punish you. Or if you do the right thing, God's going to reward you. This doesn't have to do with God. If you believe in God or don't believe in God, Great, but this is let's let this is just a, a person talking to another person, and it's just me saying, examine your life objectively. Are there things that you wish weren't there that maybe you thought are normal? It's human nature. That's so. This is just the way it's supposed to be. I'm telling you, it it, it doesn't have to be that way. Now, will you miraculously get fixed tomorrow? Probably not. There's some legendary stories of people who have had those moments, and that's great. So maybe you will, but probably not. But you got to start somewhere. And the longer you wait to start your your practice, and again, so for me, I can I can teach you Buddhism, I can teach you Christian mysticism, I can take away all that language and just talk to you like a normal person with normal terms, right? You know, because all of this is just really how we 
how we live our lives, how we relate to what goes on inside. And if we relate to what goes on on the inside in the right way, then I'm telling you, you will naturally realize things and naturally be happy and naturally be free. And so that is what I'm about. And I hope you check out uh, my sites. If you feel like you resonate with me, let's connect. Anyways, I hope to hear from you and I will see you soon.